Welcome to Dark Side of the Moon. Welcome back to another episode. I'm your host, Vincent Green. And I'm your host, Noel John Tui. We got Caramack in the back, and this is Dark Side of the Moon. Let's get to it, motherfuckers. Love will tore us apart <laughs> again. <laughs> all right, no, we're back uh, with the Marvel Phase One series, and we're going all the way to Asgard. But we do not trek there alone because if we're going to travel through to from Midgard all the way to the realms of the Norse gods, of course we're going to bring along a fucking beast of our own. Yeah, that is Beige Benford from the fucking Return of the Craigs. Hey, Beige, how's your face? Oh, it's beautiful. It's great. It is beautiful. It's great. <laughs> the chocolate brown. It's good. <laughs> you got Kimbo Slice vibes going on now, man. Anytime I have a beard, everyone just either calls me Mark Henry or Kimbo Slice. <laughs> Mark Henry. Sexual chocolate. <laughs> <Right>? Sexual <laughs> chocolate. chocolate. Yeah, yeah. See, when you guys yeah. introduced me, I was going to have, like, you know, Conor McGregor, like, queued up. But then I got <laughs> excited because he was like, uh, I was like, all right. <laughs> yeah, I still, I think I still have Connor. Hold on. Uh, the fuck is that guy? <laughs> like, you can say what you want. I'm not a big. Yeah, he not. owns press conferences. He oh, fucking he owns. owns press yeah, conferences. No, owns. Oh my god, he's worth admission. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that's it. He's box office man. Yeah, yeah he, he is. Really is he is he's box a office superstar. A proper yeah. superstar, like a proper one. Like, it's not even about his W's and his L's and his D's yeah, anymore. That, it's just about him. That sucks, oh, yeah. though. That sucks, though, because when he was hungry, that's when I liked watching him fight. You know what? I know we're kind of going off when topic. Here, but if I couldn't, this was the thing. when we like, I don't know what you guys call it, but when he was on the what we call the dole, government assistance, you know? Yeah. yeah. It was like 100, 100, I think he's he was on 184 euro a week. I mean, it wouldn't, it's just enough to pay for groceries. You know what I mean? Like, you wouldn't be, you'd have to live with your parents. It, you know, it, it's not a lot of money. All I'm going so, to say is, I bet you anyone that's listening to this tour episode did not expect the first five minutes to be about Conor McGregor. It is what it is now. It's <laughs> happened, okay? You just need to let us have it. But he, but, but the hunger he had to not, oh, yeah. just, not just raise himself, but to be the greatest was yeah. massive. And then, unfortunately, he's that little I, I, bit I, of I, want, I, I wouldn't mind if he went Ali. Ali, like, never stopped working. He had all the talk, mm. but he worked. worked. McGregor started to buy his own press. Yeah. yeah, and then then he lost his hunger and believed in his own greatness. Well, not here's just, the thing. He well, not just he that. Is, you gotta remember, he sold his his liquor for like like three hundred million. He sold you know the fight with you know Mayweather, which have, which should have never hundred. Yeah, which should have never happened. He should have yeah. never no. fought him. It's the equivalent Box, of a box, boxing novice fighting. No, but boxing boxing has been England. boxing has been cheap. Yeah, oh, of course. Boxing is a boxing's a horror sport now. UFC is turned into the greatest fighting combat sport on the planet right now, and is. that's me saying that. And I'm a lifelong boxing fan, like you know what I mean, for entertainment value alone. But like aside from that, right? What well, other things are entertaining? Hard segue. Um, I don't know. Was there anything, <laughs> was there anything entertaining in the mid Mayish 2011 <laughs> region? Do you know what else is marvelous? <laughs> not, not Thor. <laughs> Introduce the cut, introduce it, Vinny, and then we're going to come straight to base because he's gone well, in negatively against Thor. Yeah. <laughs> I will, I will, yeah. No, so yeah, so we're, we're here to talk, we're here to talk Thor, and like we've been doing this Marvel Phase One series, 
we've already gone through Iron Man, Incredible Hulk, Iron Man 2. And like next up, of course, you know, we've gone through all those little, like the opening chapters. And the next one was the real one where Marvel is like, this Chronological, is, yeah. Yeah, this is the world we have that's extended outside the real world. But everything so far we try to contain within a plausible reality. Now this is something completely different. This is fantastical. Yeah. This is, as you said, mythological. And it's complete like sidestep from Marvel to the way they say, this is them testing the waters for the more far-fetched projects along the way. And yeah. that's why it's so important because they go back being very grounded again with Captain America First Avenger. But um, So this was like them testing the waters and just seeing how open people were to different facets of the MCU. So, Beige, you go on your tirade there real quick. Okay. <laughs> so, Why did, what did you not like well, about Thor, apart from his eyebrows? was, um, what I've coined on, on ROC is dog shit. I mean, <laughs> it was boring. It, it Okay, so this, we're supposed to believe this, this happened over a three-day period. Yeah. Thor was yes. a great warrior, then was unworthy, and then worthy <laughs> again, and everything was awesome. And he's like 1500 years old, so yeah, that was yeah. like you know, I'd imagine there was some lulls in his existence, yeah. so that was quite been... a three days. Yeah, yeah. he's never been a dick, like that's my yeah, that, yeah. He's, yeah. Years he's never been a dick, like let's yeah, you know. And then he comes, how come he's a little bit so war hungry now? Yeah, it's just for me, it was it was too boring, and I think it was more the things like I'm a big believer in letting people push out their personality. Like in any facet of what you're doing. So Chris Hemsworth being Thor, you should have let him push out his personality. Him, yeah, which you've seen the later movies. Yeah, in like Ragnarok and that kind of stuff, that was more of, you know, how he actually is. But for Thor... More grounded in the role, though, yeah. wasn't he? You know? yeah, Thor 1 was just, it just seemed like, hey, we're going to, we did, you know, Iron Man and Hulk and all that kind of stuff. We're going to do Thor. We're, the storyboard's going to suck ass. The actual... Acting for me was, is is gonna suck ass. It's gonna be slow and lulling, and you're and you're gonna like it because it's Marvel. Yeah. Well, I I don't know. I, I for me it was the only Marvel movie of all the twenty odd that come out now that I've seen in three D. And like I have to say, it was glorious in three D. That Einstein Rosenbridge when they were going from Asgard and stuff. I just think the spectacle in comparison to what came before it was like next level. The the way Asgard looked. The way the armor looked, the destroyer, the like we actually started to see the MCU expand. I love the MCU. destroyer. I have to say, I yeah. know it's not. It can't be a big bad guy because there's no personality there. There's no anything there, but it was a yeah. fucking cool scene. Yeah, I think the major flaw for Thor, in my opinion, something beige. I said to you in a, on Facebook the other day, I think, um, or maybe yesterday, that it focused too uh, too little on Luffy and the Frost Giants. Yeah, I think they were incredibly compelling. Um, and I, like, why have it on Earth? When I think that like you could have him on Earth, and if you're going to put, set it up for a three day period, like you touched upon, beige, um, just get it over and done with. Have him not be wordy, and have him be wordy, and let's go back and fight frost giants, or even have the frost giants come to Earth, and that's way more exciting than just having like a family fucking like a Hamlet, pretty much. Yeah, like, you know what I mean, like you yeah. know, which was which, which I thought it's it's kind of played out, and I know the reason they brought kind of banner on because of Hamlet and his Shakespearean experience, and they were trying to kind of have that kind of come into the style of the story. But at the end of the day, I think even Brandon has said this, that he should have had more action. The Destroyer scene should have been longer. But I just think the Frost Giant should have come to Earth. And we could, like, the way the Dark Elves kind of came to Earth a little bit in Dark World, which is a shit movie, like, you know, which is not, which is not, not a shit movie, but it's a shit low movie. power. No, you're right. <laughs> it's a shit movie. Yeah. I'm actually, I actually thought Beige has been hard in this film, but Dark World was a shit movie. Like, yeah, it, I, it's I, just... I'm not, I'm going to pick my battles, like, you know. <laughs> 
Stop I, making me laugh when I have liquids. I tell you this, so I will say, and this is going to sound like, like I, I'm going to kind of say, I really enjoy Cork, uh, but I actually had to say the thing that I was most excited about, and, and it, it just kind of put me back. Well, first off, what you said, uh, remember everything was 3D for about five minutes there? Yeah, 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 everything. Remember, the, the, remember, like, you had to, like, go to, like, you had to pick whether you wanted to see it in 3D or not. Post Avatar. And, and I remember saying that, yes, I remember saying that, oh my God, everything, and I mean everything is going to be 3D. Yeah. Like, there's going to have to be, like, little back alley 2d cinemas if that's your you know what i mean like it was it's going not to, even a thing I, anymore it's not really even the thing anymore but anyway i um i oh, remembered yeah, going honestly. to this film and i remembered again it was before it was before captain america vinnie was it uh yeah Captain America. right so we were two we're, 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 we have this here. movie we have the next movie and then we have an avengers so avengers hasn't happened but i just remember uh a soldier like opening up a cabinet full of weapons and taking an, a bow and I remember getting chills. I Tim Burton, yes. I just thought the introduction of Hawkeye was actually so cool. I thought it was cooler than the introduction of Thor. Pointless I just thought, oh pointless guy. You know, you know when he's he's up in the he's up in the whatever the hell he's in some sort of crane, and uh, he's the kind business. of aiming. He's kind of going. I have to start telling you, I'm starting to root for this guy. Yeah. And I I just thought it was cool. It just and I I always thought it was an understated power. Imagine the power of absolute accuracy shooting like, i know super strength or something sounds really really cool but imagine just anything anything in your hand whatever yeah. your objective is absolute complete which, total accuracy which he proved in avengers like when he was a bad guy how detrimental he was to avengers just being on his own when he was under mind control oh yeah like, like you know? unbelievable it's an unbelievable gift like mm. it's being an absolutely insane ability to have like yeah uh, so i just thought it was cool anyway i just thought that that was cool but i, I don't know i enjoyed it. i enjoyed the goofiness of it i think marvel had allowed itself to be goofy because they had introduced iron man hulk and stuff like that Why there, was hate... a, there was always a lightness to there even the darker yes. elements of iron man and iron man so 2 DC's very those... dark DC's very dark very dreary and, 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 i think yeah, more so than dark it's right yeah like these grayish goldish brownish kind of colors that they seem like the sepia <laughs> well that's more exactly uh-huh he's describing pieces of shit brownish <laughs> <laughs> But it is, but like it's very, Marvel is very colorful. I mean, I mean, you are DC guys, we like our DC, yeah. But it is like the the color of Marvel. I think both of them are so different that it gives so much room for people to like both. Oh, yeah, they appeal appeal to totally different aspects of what you like. I hate the fact that people have to be one or the other, instead of just preferring one or the other. I think for me, the I like Iron Man, you know, I like. I like Edward Norton's Hulk. I don't like Mark Ruffalo's Hulk. Oh, really? Um, yeah. Um, it's just like I like DC stories because it just seems like they're new. For me, Marvel's like cookie cutter. It's like yeah. the same thing over and over and over. And there's no consequences yeah. to anything. I feel like they try to cram so many heroes in as well. I, I that's yeah. why I feel so cookie, especially when you got the mutants. Yeah. You know, it's, I know, like the comics, we haven't actually interlocked the the, the universes of of mutants and. The, well, now the that the multiverse right. comes, uh, anything. Yeah, oh no, no, anything. Uh, it's all. It's game yeah. over. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, have you seen Spider Man? Yeah. I have. No. Uh, yeah. I, 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 yeah. Yeah. Have you seen a bit? Yeah. So yeah, good. I, it's I told good. Sheila I wanted so to go yesterday, and she said, "Oh no, I want to go out, have a pint and a meal." And I said, "Right, I'll I'll do what you want to do." Got a taxi, Why? left us stranded out the bog road. And it was closed because of COVID. 
And uh, I got a taxi home. So I'm down like 15 euro and I have and no, no Spider-Man to Spider Man. Oh man, I'm furious. I'm furious. <laughs> I mean, I'll send oh, you a so picture good. of Spider-Man you want, or like... Uh, don't, don't ruin it. Though. It's so Vinny, good. Vinny, Vinny can show you a picture of the Jeff Goldblum thing I sent. Oh yeah. <laughs> I think it's pretty dope. <laughs> Jeff Goldblum holding a baby T-Rex. Awesome. <laughs> Looks like Jesus. <laughs> he's like the coolest white man on planet earth though it's Jeff true Goldblum. it's true yeah it's true <laughs> he yeah. does jazz and everything i look at i look at thor as a point of like we're gonna try to make a boring superhero so they're really I, boring I, he's boring never problems i wouldn't say boring i think of all the superheroes though from his original iteration um whilst maintaining the same actor he's evolved the most out of all of them apart from Captain i think he evolved because they saw they it wasn't working with the first two movies. I think Chris yeah. Hemsworth like, got yeah. very comfortable in the role as well. You know yeah, what I mean? I think, like, they, like, I, I think they let him be himself. Yeah, exactly. It's something I think that's what Iron Man they, they were trying to hold, like, like you let Robert Downey Jr. be himself. Yeah. You but saw, they did that instantly. They got that yeah. right instantly. Yeah, but you saw Iron Man, you know, blossomed and he's what he, like when you think of Iron Man, you think of Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, it's, the, it's like it's crazy when somebody gets put in that role and you're just like, okay, that's that person. So uh, like, uh, like unrecastable. Yeah. So like Thor, I honestly thought he was gonna get get, get recast by the second Thor, and then well, he was Thor. I was like, so new. They're, they're gonna recast him because it was just so bad and the movie did so poorly. Compared did like over six hundred million, I think. Yeah. No, but compared to the other films and like the everything has to be relative. What Vinny, you think Vinny, what Vinny said flies in the face of what Paige said. But to be fair, everything has to be relative in a Marvel yeah. universe where their payback is usually five, six, seven, and if it's well, only well, two, to, at this stage, this they've yet to hit a billion. This is phase one. They've yet to hit a billion until Avengers. So six or seven hundred million is massive money at this stage for them. Like, well, yeah. Well, that's also fair. Okay. Well, yeah, because you know superhero movies hadn't gone to that that that. Strategy. Hold yet, where it was just like, oh, we need to all go see this movie now. Yeah. Now it's to a point where like anything comes out, well, unless you're a new mutant fan. Um, <laughs> well, that did like they waited like 600 years to release that fucking movie. <laughs> At least they haven't seen it. Like. Yeah. It's, it's just crazy. Just certain, certain things that happen. It's just like Thor, like the way they're going with Thor now, I don't think it's going to be good. You, you, I, you know, my favorite Thor scene, and I noticed this. Completely true because there's been some real spectacles here. But you know what's the name of the the flamey demon that ends up destroying Asgard? Surtur or the something? Like, Surtur, yeah. yeah. But you know where he's hanging from the chain and he's talking to him, and then he kind <laughs> of like, and then he like kind of turns his back to him because of oh hey dude yeah because he, of uh, he keeps spinning around yeah <laughs> and he goes I'll be back I'll be back in a second I'll be back in a second oh, 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 oh. <laughs> right. And then and then he gives another spiel, but then yeah. he goes again, and yeah. I, I just thought that was no, that, that was good, but that, that was when the charm was real. Yeah, yeah but that no, was that's when that's the just charm Chris Hemsworth. It's like what you said, that's how he allowed. Yeah, that's how he is. So for him to be able to act and be able to be himself and like push towards like that thing was good. He talked about in the in the first movie that he felt like he was reading the script with with his wife at home, and he, he said he, like she fell asleep. Yeah. Oh, because it was so... like she fell asleep. Like that's how you know boring it was, and I'm just like, eh. I I think it's just, uh, the, the purest case of the actor growing in other roles outside of his mainstay role, and then they allow, as you say, they allow him to just be more of himself. Because in the meantime, between Thor and Thor: Dark World, and in between that and Ragnarok, he went and did a lot of comedic roles, like in um, the Vacation, and then that uh, the female Ghostbusters came out in that period as well. I think. 
Uh, and people saw that Chris Hemsworth is not just a big muscly dude. He's actually got a lot of ta- uh, comedy, yeah. uh, comedic timing. He's very charming. He's very witty. And he can actually carry uh, a film on his personality alone and not just his uh, physical appearance. Because of Thor part one and two was a lot of him flexing, a lot of him showing how like myth- uh, mythical he is. But in part three, they kind of showed how much of a kind of human he is also. Yeah. And he, I think his interactions in the Avengers movies with the likes of... Uh, Robert Downey Jr. and other like stronger actors like Mark Ruffalo, Steve uh, or Chris Evans probably helped him grow as an actor too. And Not to Mark what... Ruffalo though. Ruffalo, <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't think he's actually. To be honest with you, I thought like kind of uh, I thought Mark Ruffalo was just a non-event. I just thought he's a very good actor. Yeah. But because because obviously the, the, the differential between uh, Bruce Banner and and Hulk is not yeah. the differential between Clark Kent and Superman, where it's just feels like. These two sides of a coin, but like the Hulk is this abomination creature. No abominations, abominations. I know it was a bad word, <laughs> yeah. but like I, 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 I do, I do think that I actually loved Edward Norton as the Hulk. It's interesting, that, though. Uh, these a lot Hulk of people thoughts, could play. Well, these Hulk thoughts you have are very fresh. It's like you weren't even there for the Incredible Hulk episode. Yeah. It's straight. It's 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 weird. Yeah, but continue. You know, <laughs> it's just the way I look at it. And... For me, Edward Norton was one of those dudes where I thought he was difficult. He wasn't difficult. Edward Norton read all the comics. Mm. He read all the Hulk comics. He went home, he read them all. He watched everything that was on video or anything Hard work. with the Hulk and just processed it. And when he was on set, the stuff that they were doing, he was just like, Hulk wouldn't do this. Bruce Banner wouldn't do this. This is not something that, you know, like him jumping from like, you know what I mean? Like that kind of shit where mm. it's like he's just like, Oh, I, I remember, dude. To go back to two thousand and three, which is so long ago now, but I do remember being in a in a theater. You'd call them, we call them cinemas. Yeah. Um, and I remember just fucking sitting there, and uh, the Hulk. You know, he tears up a tank, and he does all the stuff that's yeah. definitely well within the Hulk purview. Uh, but then he jumps. He like he run. No, he runs five, that's... six, seven, maybe even ten steps. But then he jumps, and it's literally like he disappears he off our camera. And then the the hill that's at like. The, furthest part of the horizon a mountain he hops on that. just disappears behind it yeah and i remember i remember us all laughing i just remember literally like everyone it wasn't full now i not, I, yeah. I don't want to i'm not trying to paint a picture of like 200 people laughing yeah, I'm talking, like, like, laughs, 13 or 14 yeah. or 20 people just yeah. chuckling because it was fucking dumb that, you, like it needed the right amount of groundedness you and think it needed the right amount of great but at the same time a director has a job to do and if a fucking actor is showing up every day and saying this is what you need to do i'd lose my shit do you I'd think I get, shit. I get it you, you would you would get upset you get angry be like hey dude like this is you know my movie i'm the director but at the same point like don't make it seem like because because they were saying that he didn't care about the project no he cared too way too much yeah, yeah. he wanted everything to be get your accusations right get yeah. your accusations yeah. right we, we, he was a dick he was a dick. not caring or yeah like caring too little is definitely not obviously not it yeah no we we were saying that um on the incredible hulk episode that the, the situation with ed norton is probably what kind of colored marvel's uh uh hand or whatever way they decided with edgar wright when it came to ant-man that they decided after the hulk that they're going to kind of ingratiate they're uh, moving into a more of a, an old school studio format where they have overarching uh, creative control. Yeah. They're going to be very hands on with the casting, the process of the movie. And we think that we were saying that like the Ed Norton experience in Incredible Hulk is probably what led to how uh, to the way they dealt with Edgar Wright um, in, in, with Ant-Man in uh, phase two. 
when they dropped him from the movie because of the creative problems he had because he wanted to make his movie in the same way Ed Norton wanted to make his Hulk. And Marvel were like, no, you're here to make our movie, our Hulk, our Ant-Man. You have to work within our system. And because of that, I think they learned a lot of lessons from Ed Norton and it had everlasting effects on how Marvel handled talent and uh, creatives uh, without their, throughout their projects because even Thor Dark World, they dropped two directors, Patty Jenkins, who later went on to direct Wonder Woman. Yeah. She got dropped. And I, I think Kenneth Branagh got dropped. And then eventually they landed on Andy Taylor from Game of Thrones. And um, so, <coughs> like, a lot of this happened, uh, growing pains with Marvel earlier on. Same with Terrence Howard as well from Iron Man. But, like, I think Thor, what, how it benefited going into from part one and part uh, to Dark World and into Ragnarok was that they constantly uh, strengthened his, uh, his uh, what's the word I'm looking for? He's a co-star. Like, the, the uh, secondary and ancillary characters. Because the the what they call the the Lady Sif and the Warriors Tree, they were pathetic. They're really really weak, really weak. Like and they had good actors, Jamie Alexander. They have Ray, Ray Winston there's or sorry, not Ray Winston, Ray Stevenson, and um, they had good actors. But I just think they looked so outplaced. Like they came on the they were distracting nearly every time they came in there. And I think when they dropped them and in Ragnarok you bring in Mark Ruffalo, uh, you bring in Tessa Thompson. And you bring in Jeff Goldblum, you bring in a Taika Waititi. And like, I just think that like when I was looking back at Thor and after seeing Ragnarok and in hindsight, that casting is so important. That's what Marvel are learning. That when you have an incredible Hulk, he can't carry a movie. Maybe a Thor can't carry a movie. So you kind of start joining these characters together. Like Thor's going to be with Guardians of the Galaxy and Love and Thunder. And like, so I just think when you look at Thor, that the weakness really was maybe in the casting of Lady Sif and the Warriors Tree. What do you think, Noel? Yeah, I, I remember thinking watching that first one that <clears throat> you're trying to establish the Thor world very quickly, and it's an awful lot to establish because it's literally God, like God tier <laughs> mythology. Yeah. And all of a sudden, they they had to touch upon all Balder is uh, one of the ones I can actually think of. Gotten Lady Sif, yeah. Um, yeah. He's and supposed then, to be a son of Odin as well, wasn't he? Yeah, exactly. And then you were supposed beautiful. And obviously you had to glaze over this kind of like... like. But to be fair, Beige is absolutely right. This is supposed to be based in three days. And he's like, he's out there kind of going like, yeah. hey, Frost Giants like throws hammer, comes around, kills 50, comes back to him, you know, creates storms and all this kind of shit. And uh, and, and then he's like, he's, you know... And it, it felt a little bit like uh, Robin Hood Men in Tights. Have you ever seen that film? Yeah. You know what I mean? It was it was the main guy and his band of merry men, and they're all aren't they crazy? <laughs> yeah. All, all those guys, and yeah. of course they had to they had to establish them quickly and move on quickly. And if you do it in that way, you'll come across goofy. And they yeah. were goofy. And they did. They look so out of place. Even in Asgard. So out of place, and they were actually like you said again. This is his, this phase. This is just something that me and Vinny can't escape, and I think it's my fault. Is that is it the script's fault? Or is it the actor's fault? Because if you were a Daniel Day-Lewis tier actor, uh, a, a Denzel Washington tier actor, doesn't matter if you, if you were given a shit script, or there, there would be a point where it's out of your control. I think it's the script. Where like, no. Daniel, like, like Denzel couldn't have made The Phantom Menace a good movie. Oh, no. You know what I mean? Like, he couldn't it's, have. It's, He's it's an it's amazing it's actor, but he couldn't have done it. Time it's has made Phantom Menace a good movie. The shit movie, the shit movie. That's what I think. It, I also think it's a presence. I also think like certain people have that helps, but you know, just think there's a point where, like, again, like, like imagine a Denzel 
in 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 a, in a, in a, a something like Phantom Menace because that's the expression I, what I use. Yeah. And but Daniel Day Lewis and uh, but an Al Pacino. I don't fucking care, man. You yeah. tell me how you make the Phantom Menace a good movie. Imagine Daniel Day Lewis's Jar Jar Binks. <laughs> Actually, you know what? Jar Jar Binks would have been the most treasured Incredible, character yeah. ever. Yeah. If Daniel uh, Day Lewis. Misa alive. drank your milkshake. Misa drank it right up. Yeah. <laughs> if, if Thor would have been the first installment, do you think Marvel would have crumbled? Yes. Yeah, that's why they started with Iron Man. See, that's, that's, most, that's my most point to, 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 to something. No, I accept it. I accept it. We, I actually we, do. We talk about it's not that. a strong enough basis. Yeah. It's not a strong enough preference. I completely <laughs> accept that. If Thor really would have been the first movie, then it would have crumbled. It's like what I tell people about certain movies, about like DC. If Joker was your first introduction into DC, you're hooked. If, if, if that's your first introduction and then you watch... It just part, ripped off King of Comedy. Uh, Joker's a good movie. Joker's actually, <laughs> yeah, but Joker's like, a great be, movie. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not letting yeah, this guy it, come from. It ripped off King of Comedy, though. It, it. I don't think it ripped it off. I think it gave it. It gave you a look into maybe one backstory of of the Joker. Yeah, and I, I think that's it and that's what it. <laughs> if the Joker think, was Robert De Niro in a 1980s movie called King of the Comedy. King of well, Comedy. Yeah, but I thought that was great that Robert De Niro was you know the talk show host and he's the one who got popped. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, it, it was nice to include him while they were ripping off his movie. Yeah, I thought it was really. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Certain movies will get you hooked. It's just like, like I said, like the word to me, Chris Hemsworth can't hold a, can't hold an audience. I think his co-stars and good writing, because Tiki Wai. I think he learned to. I think if Chris Hemsworth had been. I don't he's think very he new when Tor came around. He's no, very but, new. Like even now, I don't think he can hold uh, a movie by himself. And that's why they keep propping him up at strong costs. Exactly. That's my point. Like certain, like Robert, Robert Downey Jr. If you put him in a movie, he can hold up a movie. You know, uh, Robert De Niro, um, Leo. You know, even I even think Jonah Hill can kind of do it a little bit. <laughs> Not to the point of like those other guys, but close. Yeah. But you know. Um, so entertaining, John Hill. So yeah, entertaining. Right? I, I just think, you know, Chris Hemsworth's not that dude. Because in the girls' Ghostbusters, they tried to make that the selling point of, like, you know... It was girls with the sexy male yeah, I think know, assistant. Like they, Chris you know, Hemsworth. It was, it was a flip of the... I think Chris Hemsworth's more charismatic than The Rock. I think he's a better action star. I'm I think off. he's a. Oh, that <laughs> happened. Hey, hold on. Hold on. <laughs> I think he's a much better actor all around. All right, I'm sorry, but I'm grabbing a beer. I just this is gonna be this gonna be too epic. I, I'm not. I'm, I'm not going dry. Let, let me get this. I'll, I'll, I'll wait for. Come back. That is. Uh, oh. <laughs> uh, I'll wait. He's uh, like he's like the white guy rock, but way better. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, you heard it here first, folks. Chris Hemsworth is more charismatic than The Rock. Yeah, and a better actor because he actually acts when he's doing That's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. That's, uh, yeah. Uh... Was that, wasn't that Charles Dance who played Luffy? Would you, would you prefer to see more of the Frost Giants? I would have been the first movie. I would have made the, I would have made the first movie about the Frost Giants. Is that Eli beside you? If 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 you would have gone to a point where like, huh? Is that what? Is that Eli beside you? Yeah, 
this little boy beside me? Yeah, that's Eli. <laughs> Schmig's coming in nicely. Schmig's coming in nicely. I like it. Coming in nicely. <laughs> yeah. I shaved my ass. I shaved my ass and he, I threw some hair on his face. That's what that. <laughs> uh, okay. All right. So you say Chris Hemsworth has more charisma, charisma. than The Rock. 100%. Are you fucking serious? See, even Eli's laughing. <laughs> the Rock just plays The Rock. This is a guy. The Rock just plays The Rock, but the question is charisma. No. Yeah. Okay. This is the same guy, The Rock, who was in mm. a stadium full of people, and they hang on every word he says. That's yeah, charisma. True. This is a guy who goes on the screen and Rampage. We talked about this in our episode. Rampage not a good good movie, but you'll no, go see it. you'll go see it because The Rock is in it. Jungle Cruise. Yeah. I thought it was gonna be dog shit. Was not that. Yeah. Bad. Was not. He's supposed. He's the most he's the most Hawaiian looking Spanish dude I've ever seen. That's all I'm saying about Jungle Cruise. True. <laughs> <laughs> but it was a good but it was a good, you know, uh how, but it was a good um thought into it. That's what I'm saying. Like, give me a movie with Chris Hemsworth that's not with a bunch of all stars. Mm. Co stars people with him, that's good. Mm. Uh, Extraction. Huh? Extraction. That was a really good action movie. It's a Netflix movie. Yeah. So. <laughs> Some good movie. That's like, oh, oh, Shark t- t- Tornado. Yeah, that's that's mm. like telling me Shark Tornado is great. Yeah, it's just like, that's what you got. Shark, Sharknado. Sharknado. My bad. My bad. Sharknado. Sorry. I'm not. Sharknado. Come on. It was a, it was a masterpiece. Okay. okay. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Like, Actually, I, I refuse to let people come from the Sharknado movies. I never even watched them. <laughs> but if ever there's a self-aware film, it's fucking Sharknado. Yeah. You have to give it to Sharknado. Yeah, it's not on. under it's any it. illusions yeah. about what it is. They yeah. they, they know they got like Tara Reid. They know that it's bad. <laughs> so they're just like, let's go into it. But back to you. Like talking shit about the rock. I'm just <laughs> like Chris- I loved earlier rock when he played actors when he played characters, but now he just plays the rock. Chris rock Hemsworth. does play the rock. Chris I agree Hemsworth with you about characters. the charisma thing. A hundred percent. I'm yeah. with you beige on the charisma thing. percent. But the rock just plays the rock. The rock what charisma does the rock. the rock have anymore though? What do you mean he, he have anymore? What do you mean? He all he does is play monotone character. He uh, he plays this he doesn't play the same character. The rock is funny. It, it, Check out our page. There's literally someone posted a meme with four different pictures from four different movies. I saw that. Yeah. (laughs) And it's the same thing. But yeah. The Rock. There's another thing right now that The Rock's Jungle Cruise is going up against The Rock's Red Notice on two different platforms right now, like edging each other out. Oh, there's no doubt that he's a bigger megastar, but it doesn't mean he's a better actor with more charisma. He just has a bigger base. He's been around like I never. Younger or whatever. I didn't say The Rock was a better actor. Yeah. Chris Hemsworth well, was a, uh, uh, I was a more well-established brand. That's all. He's around like fifteen well, years longer. I, I I was a wrestling kid in the eighties, so the whole nineties and early twenties from it escaped me. But back when I was a, a stoner in my friend's house, and we used to hang out in his basement. I, he, he was a big wrestling fan, so he, he got to some be of the stone enthusiast. If anyone's listening, stone enthusiast of the uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, and, and and thinking about it now makes me sedimental. But, uh, <laughs> 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 Fuck's sake! I just, I'm just you, admit, you love that thing. I loved you it. Loved I loved that. every bit of it. Well, all I'm saying is like, well, I, no, no, sorry, but I just remember the Rock uh, Booker T was there, and he kind of like, oh, you know, blah blah blah. It was the invasion, the NCWCW invasion. Yeah. 
but he was just like, you know, I'm the five time blah 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 blah. And the rock came out and he was still like mm-hmm. it was all eyebrows and expressions yeah. without speaking, and yeah. he was going, and that's why I'm blah blah blah. And I just remember the rock just went, Who in the blue hell are you? Yeah, I gotta try and do it with attitude. But I yeah. just remember getting literal shivers up my spine. Yeah, see, yeah. that's what he He had that much he, charisma. He ended, like, I'll give you that. Career. That's why I'm on your side of that argument. Just talking. Just, yeah, acting. Just, I, I, I don't even, I wasn't even watching wrestling. Yeah. And, and that just literal shivers. And I was like 17 or 18. Yeah, but no. his crowd control is world class, but you're not doing crowd control when you're making a movie. You're supposed no, to you're be not. conveying like, a, I, I, a I just feel like, I, I just, I, okay, okay. You know, you're right. They're two different arts. Yeah, but I, I would get, I would edge out the Rock. I think Chris Hemsworth's a great entertainer. He's a good actor, but the, the Rock and the Rock has got very monotonous. But I think, as yeah. in terms of just charisma, you know what the I Rock? Think is? I think the Rock could talk me on my pants. You know what the Rock is? The Rock is a Nike. He's just a Nike runner. He's just a brand name. He's just the same thing over and over again, just repackaged with a different written on. So it's like Air Jordan, this, that, never. There's a pretty much the identical runner every time Nike do it. It's just a brand, and that's what the Rock does. It's, it's just Dwayne Johnson skyscraper, Dwayne Johnson Jungle Cruise. It's pretty much him playing the same character in a different situation. I'll keep it short. That's not acting to me, you know. I'll keep it short. Here's the thing with the Rock. If we're talking about him, he like coming in from the back, motherfucker. He's not, but he got charisma, yeah. and just because he's on a screen, you want to watch him because he's entertaining. Of course, you are going to be entertained. But if we're going to be comparing about Hemsworth as an actor, absolutely, that man can act. He's a great actor. Yeah. And there so are some funny. actors like um, William Dafoe. That man, when he's on the screen, he will take. You're going to see Spider Man. Oh, I've never seen his Spider Man movie just yet, but it's all over the, the social media that he. How everybody owns it. So he owns it. That, that's that's my fifty cents before I get it back to work. But I'm just letting y'all know, you know, the rock. You already know he sucks his dick. So. I've never been asked. I've never been asked. <laughs> but if you were never in it. Oh shit! Feliz Navidad, Eli. Before you go, Feliz Maybe Navidad. Okay, yeah, I would. Tell him Feliz Navidad. Sure that, my, that my wife couldn't hear, but like, yeah, no, like, <laughs> like I have so, his shoes. I have his like clothing line, like everything. All right, so to get I us back to get to get us back on topic, all right? Yeah. So we go, we went from Chris Hemsworth and The Rock, all right? But one other cool black motherfucker that's in this movie is Idris Elba. Like, he is, like, unbelievably fucking, like, filled with charisma and shit, and he's a good actor. But do you think he regrets, and I know he said it, but do you think he regrets it massively taking that role so early in his career, considering how much of a superstar he's become? Because Hemdal, at best, is a secondary character. Yeah, and he can't be in the Marvel Universe now. He can't be reimposed. Yeah. You know, it doesn't, but, like, fuck all that. I mean, it's Marvel, man. I'm not yeah. even going to entertain that, that argument. But like, but I'm just saying, Idris Elba, the human being, mm. is had tucked the Heimdall role. I think that's a great point because he's so huge. Like, why couldn't he have been a Blade, or why couldn't he have been, uh, uh, you Black know, Panther uh, or something? A Black Panther. I think he's a huge actor. So yeah, no, I, I actually think you're right. What do you think, Beige? I think he probably regrets it to a point where, like, he got. I think you don't forget to turn your headphone back around. Yeah, I, I, I think. Uh, <laughs> I think he. I forgot about it too. So I just looked. Yeah, yeah, I just seen it there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> now you got me all fucking subconscious about this. Yeah. There we go. You, you'd appreciate it, Larry. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like, um, so I think he does regret it that he's not. He can't be back in there again, unless yeah. you just completely just like him. Doll doesn't like exist, and he didn't exist, and we're just forgetting him. Unless they um, multiverse him back and make yeah, him bigger. I think DC recruiting him and him being in DC now. 
I think it doesn't really matter anymore. I think they did waste him though. Yeah. I mean, there's certain actors where you have him sitting there and like you have gold sitting on you and you just you just waste them. Yeah, and like wait, 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 wait. you even DC used him in a, like a small role as well. Like he, he's like for such a big actor, you think he would have a bigger uh, mantle attached to him? Like you know, I was like, what? Well, like who did he play in Suicide Squad? What was his character's name? Like uh, Bloodsport. You know what I mean? Like so, pretty much Will Smith substitute. Like you know, like, well, no, that's all it was. Really. They're doing another Suicide Squad, and then he's gonna have a spinoff on HBO because Peacemaker has one, and he's gonna get one. And the Bumblebee show, there was going to be a show. It's not going to be a movie. So, oh, Blue Beetle. Yeah, Blue Beetle. Sorry. Yeah, I seen that yesterday. Yeah. Actually, yeah, uh, I got your back. Beetle, yeah. So, yeah. So, I think Bloodsport's going to get pushed, and I, they said that he may get plugged into the Black Superman story. To where? Yeah. Well, R two or R yeah R yeah, R two R two. Where there's he's a shoot. black Superman and yeah, it's he, kind of a yeah, he, almost a flashpoint thing. Yeah, he shoots the Superman with a kryptonite bullet, so I think they're gonna push that. I think he signed like a three or four movie deal. He's gonna be okay. We're not too worried about. Oh, he's yeah, he's rich. I'm not worried about you know him like being able to you know buy flour, but you know. It's, Do you think I, it's a case of they should have used they could have used him more? Like Heimdall is a pretty cool character. You see him later on. He's a little I, bit. Big. From a personal uh, aspect, it just matters for him as an actor that he land on his feet or not. And he did a absolute Simone Biles and just like, yeah. I don't know, I don't, I do not have the gymnastic term. Oh, like, spectacularly. I said, yeah, you know what? I think Simone Biles is going to be all right, man. Yeah, she's I, got I just, more gold than Fort Knox. Yeah, I know, my God. Like, uh, you know what the problem with Simone Biles was? Is that like they checked the, like, the urine and the blood and stuff for drugs? What they didn't test for is to see if her bones are hollow like a bird. <laughs> if she was infused with like a cat spine, <laughs> you can't. You, that they don't test for that because there is a point where she stood in the air, and I'm just like gravity dictates that she comes down, and for a half second she didn't, and I'm like, no, not drugs. It's hollow bones. So, so, all boils is hollow bones. I was looking right, at Simone Biles aside, right? <laughs> Strangely enough, didn't think I was going to say that sentence tonight. But um, <laughs> all right, so Simone Biles aside, right? And um, one thing we touched upon, right, is uh, the supporting cast. We already mem- uh, mentioned uh, Lady Sif, uh, the Warriors Tree, and we already mentioned Idris Elba and how he might have regrets taking on such a tertiary, uh, like secondary, if not tertiary, role in Heimdall, and how he maybe could have had a more meatier part going on with the more uh, more Marvel movies that came out. But like, also very important to the part uh, to two tour. For two people and for two totally completely different reasons aside from Odin his father is Jane Foster played by Natalie Portman and Loki played by Tom Hiddleston who makes his I think it's feature debut in this movie like yeah. so like what do you think of uh, Natalie Portman as love interest beige and what do you think of Tom Hiddleston as his brother Loki before we talk a bit about Odin and Anthony Hopkins Tom Hiddleston as his brother is a perfect casting I don't think you could have he, he, he went for he went for Thor yeah he did go for Thor yeah, and he didn't get it, but I think him getting Loki was the best thing that ever happened to him. He's even said it. Blessing in disguise. Yeah, it's just like people love Loki more than 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 they love Thor. More layers. You you amongst them, I suspect. Yeah, I do. It's just like his his acting and the way he portrays. It's like it's like it feels like it's him. Like you 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 can tell when somebody reads a script and they feel like it's them coming. Do you think the page. it? Do you think so that Tom Hiddleston is actually probably quicker to adapt to the role of Loki yeah. 
than Chris Hemsworth was to Thor, and we saw more of him in the role yeah. much quicker because it, it took Hemsworth three movies that maybe four or five. I think when you have a Avengers. character that's, I, I think there's certain aspects of acting, and I'm not an actor, and I'm not. But like, you know, when you get, you know, <laughs> <laughs> the shocking hour. But, but you know, like actor. you know, when you get to be like sneaky and just like overt yeah. thing. You know, Joker-ish, when you have to, like Green sneaky. Goblin. Sneaky is not nuanced. Um, deception is not nuanced. You know, when you get to be these things, you really get. To, I think show your chops in a very easy. I just think it's an. It lends itself to that easier. Yeah. Easierly is a new word. I'm not. I'm not walking it back. I, it's, I, it's I, out I there. Know if that was an Irish word or something. That no, no, no. Easierly is easy, now. Easy, yeah. If this, if this isn't the hashtag of this episode, I will fight a man. Not Beige. I'll fight Benny. Yeah, may text me. I still lose, but I'm just definitely not going to fight Beige. I'm going straight for the knee, dude. I'm going straight for the knee. But, uh, yeah, but no, but I do. I think Tom Hiddleston was able to put his stamp on it so quickly. Because yeah. he got to play such a deceptive, yeah. such a sneaky, backhanded character, and I think that that's just you know when a bad guy gets just like look look at uh Christian Bale did a real good job as Joker, but look at uh look at Heath Ledger's uh, sorry Christian Bale was a great Batman, but uh, Heath Ledger's Joker straight out the yeah. straight out the gate was just yeah. so phenomenal. Iconic. And he went for because you got to play all those. You, there was you didn't have to be nuanced. You didn't have to pretend that you were like a a, a, a journalist by day and a Superman by night. None of that. You just got to be like. In fact, in in the first scene that Heath Ledger played, um, uh, who's uh Alfred the Butler? Uh, Michael Caine. Oh, Michael Caine. Thank you. Oh, Michael, uh, Michael Caine forgot a, uh, forgot his line. Yeah, he's he actually him. forgot his line because some men because, just want to watch the world burn. But Heat Ledger, Heat Ledger came out so strong that he forgot his line. Yeah, and he, yeah. and Heat Ledger just literally acted through it, and yeah. and I, I met up a line or responded to a line that wasn't said or asked himself the question. I don't know. He just did it god here, and I do think that, like you said, Tom Hiddleston says that it was the best thing that ever happened. I think you're probably right because, in terms of being an actor or something like that, you forget how good it can be to be the villain. Yeah. Beige, would you say that Tom Hiddleston is more irreplaceable as Loki than Chris Hemsworth himself as Thor? Yeah, I think if I think if you were Benny, would you say that? If he would, I think it'd be people would be. Would I say that? Uh, yeah, I'm sorry. It's just that you've come to you've come to Chris Hemsworth. Like beige, sorry, come beige. to Chris Hemsworth. <laughs> Finish that thought. Finish yeah. that thought. <laughs> uh, on his face, on his chest, on his beige. hands. Like <laughs> I, I found myself you've to be wordy many you, times. You, you've, in come Chris to, uh, you've come to Chris Hemsworth. You've come to Chris Hemsworth's defense, not defense, even offense. You 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 put him out there as being more charismatic yeah. than boss, boss. Yeah, you're a director better. now. You're a director yeah. now, and it doesn't matter whether mm. you're a personable or your preferences. Let's just yeah. say for Kevin Feige or whoever, who do you think's more irreplaceable? And Loki, poor Chris um, Hemsworth, Tom Hiddleston. Honest question, honest answer. Tom Hiddleston is the better actor. There you go. There's fewer Tom Hiddlestons than there is Chris Hemsworths. Yeah. Well, even that, there's very few Chris Hemsworths. I can find a big. You know, you can find a big blonde dude and teach him how to act, but Tom Hiddleston, there's something extra about him. The way he captures a moment, the way he holds a scene, the way he kind of gives his character these little shades of grey, that like you feel for Loki, because even though he's committing this massive deception against his brother and his father, and he's like pretty much, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Treason, where he's trying to over, like uh, it's like a coup pretty much. Yeah. But even that, his motives quite like Killmonger. He was kidnapped. His home was invaded. He was taken from his home. 
he he was lied to his whole life. It, uh, the deception was well uh, uh, for, for like um, for you uh, fucking you're perpetrated. The deception was well perpetrated against him long before he ever deceived anyone. Yeah. So um, there is there isn't there that gray area where sometimes what a bad guy does is so undeniably bad. Yeah. Where what would happen to your psyche if that was put on you? What would Beige exactly, do yeah. if somebody hurt his family? Would he like would it be a disproportionate reaction? What would I yeah. do if somebody took me away from my family? Would it be a disproportionate reaction? And even though Loki's undeniably a bad guy, especially because of New York, yeah. it's you know it's it's iconically a disproportionate reaction. It's genocide. But Man. they actually managed to work his character back, which I thought was some of the best. I just realized Thor did. and Black Panther, the storylines are very similar. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like really similar. <laughs> yeah, no, <they> <laughs> when it comes to something like 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 race and, and kind of human existence that we can measure versus um Jotunheim versus Midgard versus, you know, above obviously we get yeah. the most fantastical words around it. So it, it nullifies the the storyline, but you're right. If you're yeah. to break it down, you're right. Well, like back to your other thing with Natalie Portman. Yeah, I think she's replaceable. Yeah, of course she's replaceable. She, she's I, Natalie Portman. I know, but I, <laughs> Lousy. <laughs> I just think she's a piece, though. And 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 in some movies, people are just a piece, and you can yeah. take those people out and put somebody else in, and it's perfectly fine. And no one really bats an eye, and nobody gives a shit because the piece that you can't pull out is still there. So I yeah, think Ali um, Portman, and it sucks to say this, but like Chris Hemsworth are pieces. You know, Odin yeah. is a piece. Yeah, I put Chris above that. To be fair, Tom I Hiddleston, put Chris Hemsworth well yeah, above that. Tom, Tom, Tom Hiddleston I, is the only one that I think in that Thor universe that's not and Hella can't fuck around. I yeah, think well, you uh, think them are irreplaceable? Yeah, like Hella and you know Tom Hiddleston are like if you continue. Kate Blanchett. Run, Kate Blanchett. If you continue, Maggie Gyllenhaal and Katie Holmes. Ugh. You know what I mean? Rachel Dawes Bat- in Batman. Like Batman was supposed to be. Batman Day. Begins was such a, gr- a grounded film, like uh, the most grounded a Batman could be. And but they still said that Katie Holmes was so kind of unbelievable for what they needed her to be in the second film, yeah. which was more of a kick-ass badass character. But Katie Holmes was so just not that that they yeah. literally just took her out and I and they put Kay, uh, Maggie Gyllenhaal in. And it didn't take me out of it because Maggie yeah. Gyllenhaal is just such a in stronger Katie Holmes' actor. defense, though, um, she was kind of like in the Tom Cruise Scientology of it all, though. That's the yeah. Yeah. Like, brain so. brainwashed. But yeah, Batman Begins, uh, I don't like that movie. You wasted one of the best actors, Cillian uh, Murphy. You wa- Killian Murphy, yeah. yeah. Killian Murphy. Killian yeah. Murphy, sorry. You 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 wasted him in that move movie, and like, uh, I, that yeah, but in, he was new then as well, like. He's, I know like, that's the thing. He's a he's like a great actor. Like if you haven't seen more like, horrific blinders and other stuff he's done, it's like he's like to me wasting him like that. And then the way how bad that movie was. Some people like Batman Begins. I didn't like it. it, it it's it, to me, it's just more or less like it's like the Chris Hemsworth thing. I could take Kristen Bale out of there and put somebody else in, in there. And not feel like you've lost anything. If you were, if you both of you said the Chris Hemsworth, and I've also said it, so who would you have recasted as Thor? Or like uh, good? The Rock. Nah. Uh, <laughs> uh, it, Eastwood's kid. I can't remember his name. Um, Scott Eastwood. Scott Eastwood. I'd put him in there. He's an actual good actor. He's, he's not very big. He's, he's an actor. You know, I mean, 
You'd have you a don't don't, don't underestimate how big actors can get. Yeah, you know, no, no, I, you know what I mean. I like, big, they can make Hugh Jackman well. is not like a beast of a man by any description. Yeah, but every time he's got oh, yeah. yeah. But yeah, I would put uh, um, Eastwood in there. I mean, I'm trying to think of somebody else. I mean, if you were gonna do it, Arnie Hammer. Yeah, Arnie Hammer. Yeah, he's big. He's big. Likes to taste the human flesh as well. I hear. Yeah, what the fuck? Like, yeah, not crazy. Yeah. Hannibal, maybe be a good Hannibal. I don't know. He, he yeah. has the chops for it. He does <laughs> people. So, but yeah, I think you could replace Chris, and that's the, that's what sucks about Thor, is that you like when I when you think of Thor, I think of Fat Thor. Yeah, that's big Lebowski like, Thor. Like like Norse mythology, like Norse god Thor. Fat yeah. Thor with like a the beard and all that kind of stuff. That's from God what, of War. Yeah, that's what the new Thor or the fat Thor from Endgame and stuff. Yeah. Like, and that's the one I liked better than 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 the other one. And he was did, like you, personable and like he was like, you know, it was good. I would have met Danny DeVito Thor and I wouldn't have <laughs> apologized for it. <laughs> Fuck you, that's why. That would be so, funny though. And especially in this hypersensitive world that we live in, like I don't think Danny DeVito should have been Thor. I've been like, really, why? Yeah, I would have given that. I would have been like, is it that he's not a uh, good enough actor? I I would have given the part to. Not that he's not. He's not. He's not good enough. But what reason? (laughs) Not give it to Danny DeVito. I would have given the part to Liam Hemsworth. Because I'm lazy like that. <laughs> yeah. I'm just gonna give it to your brother. He looks just like you. Yeah, he actually yeah, went for the yeah. part as well, didn't he? Uh, yeah, I think he did. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I uh, still so, tore the family apart. Uh, oh, that was nice. Uh, uh, nice. So we 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 think Tom Hiddleston is irreplaceable. Chris Hemsworth maybe a little bit more replaceable. Natalie Portman, you say as you said, it's just a piece, and I kind of agree with that. That she's just a damsel in distress, really, and that proved to be the case there, in the Dark World. There. More it didn't so have than to anything. Be Natalie Portman. Yeah, oh, yeah. God. But Kat Dennings, I thought, did well as um uh, Darcy, and she's she, charming. She, she's very lovable. Um, but she, uh, 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 what's his name? The guy with the spice for cum. Um, the fucking what's his name? The guy who plays Doctor Selvig. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah. Do you know the way he has spice for cum? All he's uh, like, literally, anytime he comes, he makes a world class actor. It's ridiculous, like. Um, what's his name? Stellan Skarsgård. Um, but like, yeah. So he played he played the part really well, kind of that dry humor. But um, a big kind of part of Thor's journey, um, especially his relationship with Loki, is colored by Anthony Hopkins' character Odin. And what did you both make of Anthony Hopkins? Do you think that was a lazy choice? I think the way they they, they made him look, and just like Chris Hemsworth, I think they look very much like father and son. And the relationship I thought was one of the most captivating parts of the movie. What do you think, uh, Beige and I think that it was a lazy choice. I think you found somebody that kind of looked like him that was older. Um, he didn't really have Amazing to. He's an actor, though, Anthony Hopkins. Yeah, he didn't really have to really do anything. He had a couple of lines. It wasn't like he was in depth, like all through the movie. For for me, it was. Deep. Yeah, it was just like, for me, it was just like, it's just like, you know, Natalie Portman. You could have found another, you could have put Michael Caine in there. You know what I mean? Like you could have put like another old white dude. All right, Thor. Right? Just like, okay. <laughs> oh, Thor. <laughs> you aren't worthy. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. Like you could have put somebody else that was kind of heavy set that you could put extend hair extensions in that are like, blonde or white, and you would have had you know 
the same aesthetic, you know, feeling in, in that. Dude, Demed Ray Winston, a fucking Russian, Russian. KGB agent. That's the laziest in, casting. Like, that's ever. the laziest casting. Yeah. That's it. No, that that wins that, Marvel's laziest you casting. You said that to Black Widow, and that is so true. Like, Listen uh, to it. Oh, yeah, oh my God, there's so many good Russian actors. But like, You're like, having a laugh, comrade. Yeah. <laughs> It just like reminds me so much of Chernobyl. He's like, oh, I'm going to fucking Ozengrad and all these. Oh. And I was like, you're supposed to be Ukrainian? Really? Yeah. We're having a meltdown in fucking Reactor 4. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, get out, prepa, because we're going to get done with the fallout, lads. <laughs> Crazy. Fuck off. But, um, <laughs> so, Noel, do you think Anthony Hopkins is replaceable? Do you like him as Odin? Actually, you know what? Like, here's the thing. Yeah, I suppose if you were put me to the fucking uh, put me to the sword, I suppose I would have to say yeah. But I'd watch Anthony. You were Hopkins. obsessed with Sipaku lately, motherfucker. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> yeah. You if you, me. yeah, I know. But if you, if you, if you, I'd watch Anthony Hopkins make bread. I'd watch him scramble eggs. I don't care. Yeah, he's I so just think good. Anthony, Hopkins, Anthony Hopkins is just god tier actor to me. Mm. He's just one of these people. And again, I, I I mean, I think Robert De Niro or somebody is a god-tier actor, but he never, ever, ever uh, cheapened himself. I think, like, the, the way, yeah, had the lull. I, and even with this, where Odin, where it's MCU, where he's, like, you know, he's, he's he goes to Jotunheim and he takes He's the all-father. Luffy, Luffy. 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 Thank you. But, like, at, even then, he's still Which is Tyrion Lannister. He's from, still, like, it was clearly wasn't his heaviest role, but he was still... Had the gravitas about, and that's just how good an actor that Anthony scene Hopkins in Jordanheim. Anthony Hopkins, the scene in Jordanheim when he me. appears on the back of the yeah. horse, and I turned around to my missus Lorraine when we was watching it, and I was like, "Now that's how you make a fucking entrance." <laughs> like yeah. you know, imagine seeing that in person. That's what I loved about Odin in it. Imagine that that's what oozes from him. Like you know what I mean? Imagine that that's what Sheila sees every time I enter her room. Like, imagine having to put up with that all of the time. Oh my God. Your glory is inescapable. I've said on many occasions. Like, you know, like she's downstairs now. She's probably like you know having a flutter in case I just walk yeah. into the room. Noel, you be called Noel Nolson. <laughs> Noel, son of Noel, and I yeah. actually am Noel, Noel son of Noel. I know, no, that's Noel, what I said son it. of Noel. Yeah. I am, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm beige, son of beige. It's, 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 you know, it's good. Your dad beige. Yeah. Oh, well, he's awesome. probably slightly darker. Hey, but I'm bumped. It's crazy because, like, I'm a third. I'm a third, and my son's a fourth. So, like, it's it just goes. What? Down. How is that? Like, where? What's the the origins of beige? Is that like? How I thought you were retarded, but just just third. <laughs> Third. <laughs> no, so um what's the I, origins? Like it's a family name. Where's it come from? Yeah, uh my mom got my name from some priest that she used to go to. It meant I forgot what it I'd have to ask. Your real father, it seems. <laughs> Imagine that, like. no, but uh she got it from him, so it's more like like that was uh like my dad had it and then they went to a priest and they was like like what's it mean? And then he told them, they told me, I don't fucking remember. Uh, but then, like, so I'm the third, and my son's the fourth, and my son was just like, because he's 17, he was just like, do I have to call my son bass? I was like, no, you can call him whatever you want. But if you don't call him bass, you're not in my will. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, the, he John Forded you. Pretty much. He's like, 
<laughs> you I can name it anything like an you eighth. want as long as it's beige. I want to get like an eighth. Like, you know, base the eighth. That, that would definitely... <laughs> ace of my name. I feel like base the eighth is actually just like base the eighth. I just feel like that would be a really fucking cool name. Right. Like that would be my podcast. That would be the name base of my the, podcast. Uh, yeah, oh, yeah. That would work. That's good shit. Like, I never heard the name Beige, though, to be honest with you. No, no one has. And that's the great thing. Like, when I tell people my name, they're like, are you... Somebody was like, are you sure? I'm like, yeah. I'm sure about my yeah. name. Yeah. And, you know. <laughs> but um so, so we looked over right all the different aspects of marvel right our story of thor and we thor. looked all right all, we broke down all the different aspects of what makes it strong the cast who's replaceable who's irreplaceable what and like one, but yeah exactly sort of what makes it strong yeah but what made it strong i think that movie's shit i don't, I don't know what made it strong no no i mean like uh, uh <laughs> well the thing about toro made it strong i thought was that it gave us a glimpse into the expansion of the marvel universe okay gotcha. and it, it, you know what i mean like so and it like we got to see more nick fury we got to see more of agent colson like we got to see a little bit more about what she'll do and how they operate in the back uh the, in the background uh we got to see jane foster we got to see asgard Jodenheim. there's a lot in this movie like even though it doesn't hit its beats exactly how we wanted it to yeah. it still tries very hard and that's a, that's a strength i think um but like all like one thing i always say to everyone before we go to the break is like all these things are awesome but the thing i want to know about the most is what do you think of the suits <laughs> you know what i mean so beige what did you think of the asgardian armor suits. yeah and what do you think of torsu his power set the lightning how do you think they conveyed it the battle with the destroyer all that cool shit i think all that stuff all that aesthetic stuff everything like the suits and the, even like your and everything else was fucking dope i think it was that was the best part of the movie seeing all that stuff was mm. awesome i think thor's suit like i said i'm more of like the nordic like Dude. yeah just like i want him to look like that but besides that i think all that stuff was on point all that was good i have no problem with with that part that part was like a 10 for 10 for me that's good How about you know, you, yeah you know i actually agree we were i would just the last the last time we were together Vin, we talked about antlers and i had to say that i, I thought the person who did the practical stuff because i always feel like they get left behind in the storytelling the special effects and the actors and everything else and i actually you know like shout out to the practical people because there, there was an actual practical aesthetic to this that looked really excellent to me not yeah. overstated or understated i just thought it looked really really cool i thought um, the cgi in this movie looked better than some of the in more recent marvel movies strange isn't it like asgard because, looks beautiful because we move in dog years the yeah. other way in, in technology in terms like, of technology and you know like we watched iron man two we we did iron man 2007 8 8 was it eight? uh um, iron man was 2008 yeah and eight. iron man 2 but, was but 2010 we, uh, 2009 something yeah and i and it was great but you could just see how far it's come yeah and again we move in dog ears but i actually do think that there was just i don't know maybe it's just like no matter how good tech uh special effects get i do think that there is an aspect of love yeah shading you know how exactly we approach everything just just, I, just actual ground personnel because it's not ai yeah it's I technology think... it's ram it's fucking it's it's code but but there is love and there was a lot of love in this I thought do you, it was do you really think like film. the dig the disneyfication of the mcu was kind of weakened in terms of its green screen capability because disney seemed to like uh, beige said earlier on the show was like this cookie cutter thing uh cookie cutter thing and disney's movies 
they put everything on these big sets and these big green screen things and all this and i just think like back then marvel had a slightly smaller budget they like they'd pour everything into asgard when they could but then they made like a tight set where it's just people in a room in Asgard. So you get glimpses of Asgard, but you focus more on things that you can actually build set-wise instead of... Dude, they have buried DC at this time. Yeah. They have buried DC now. Yeah. There was... It's, it's, it's the same thing we were talking about uh, earlier. Just hunger. Yeah. You know what? Just people have a... Oh, McGregor, sorry. I was wondering what the context of the conversation was. And it was something completely off the point. During the made by stand yeah. by and it's hunger. Is that and, and that is with somebody to absolutely perfect their craft. Yeah. And I actually thought that um You think Marvel rest under Lord's I thought Marvel I loved the, the trans you remember the transformation into Hulk? Yeah. That Edward Norton have the the the, the, the veins popping in the arm as the arm grew. Absolutely flawlessly beautiful. But yeah. they didn't have to. So of course, like but the fact of the matter is competition drives. Yeah. Well look what no, like you have who seen are they no- competing with now? But they're even even though they're competing with themselves, I still think they're doing some of the most ambitious stuff today. So like, do I. But yeah. I do think that if you put it under a microscope, you could see that the progress that they've let their foot off the pedal a little bit. If look, look, if something that's released in two thousand and eleven looks better yeah. than something that released in two thousand and twenty one, yeah, and that's seventy <laughs> fucking years in, yeah, in, in, in yeah, I, I, I think that's worth mentioning. I, I, I yeah. thought this film looked really, really great. Yeah, same as I, I thought. Like for its age, brilliantly compared to some of the other superhero movies of its era. But um, uh, I don't know. Like I think, like it looked fucking stunning. The not enough action for me. Like that's the, my main issue with Thor. And I think I know Kenneth Branagh said it afterwards. The Destroyer is such a cool creature to have it like killed in like a four or five minute fight scene where it's just blowing up a small town, and that's your big action sequence because later on it's all personal. But Loki on the Einstein Rosenbridge and. Like, I just think they didn't capture the magnitude of the events that were going on. And the Thor Dark World tried to do that with the Dark Elves, but uh, more battle scenes. Thor should be akin to Lord of the Rings. I think, like, the climax of each Thor movie should be a gigantic battle scene. Like, they should have been the armies of Asgard marching against the armies of Jodenheim. And then you could have it break down into the personal battle between Thor and Loki at the end on the Rosenbridge if you wanted to. Because Thor could chase him back to Asgard or some shit. Yeah. But I think we could have sh- should have had a big battle scene. Uh, Earth does not need to be so heavily focused on in Thor, which we've seen with Ragnarok. Ragnarok uh, showed us that Thor is far bigger than Earth. That uh, he has far more potential as a character. That he does not have to be Earthbound. That uh, Midgard to him is actually the least interesting place he can go. And I think that's the problem with Thor in Part One, and just like is that there are more interesting characters and there are more interesting avenues that could have gone with the story. And even though it looked aesthetically beautiful and the Destroyer was cool, I just think there's a lot of waste of resources. Because, like, I really was uh, interested in Laufey, the intro, uh, the history he had with uh, Odin and Asgard. And, like, this is all really cool mythos that was never really, like, fleshed out correctly. And I think it would have been a much stronger movie if you got them off Earth, brought Jane Foster to Asgard or whatever early in the movie. And then you could have had a big battle scene on Jodenheim or Asgard in the end. And that would have been a really cool way to uh, have it as a climax. And then you could have had the personal battle with Loki too. So I just think they kind of, for personal stories, I think the action suffered. And I think that was the major issue I have with Thor. What about you, uh, Beige and then Noel? Let me go to the fucking break. My major uh, issue with you... Thor? Yeah. My major issue with Thor. That sucked balls. I'm like, <laughs> I mean, it was rolled, like I tell on the other thing, it's like rolled in dog shit for me. The acting wasn't good. Um, like I said, the, the suits and how it looked, it's kind of like yeah. uh, Aquaman. 
how yeah. Atlantis looked was fucking amazing. You know, Black Panther it was it was amazing how it looked. Just like you know, in Asgard, it looked great. Um, it just felt like the movie was rushed. You tried to do too much, yeah, too little time, and just the story of him being not worthy than worthy, and three days going by, and then he's it's everything's awesome again. That killed it for me, and just the lulls in, in the movie. You'd have like something good happen, and then a lull for like twenty minutes. And it, yeah. for me, it just turned me, me 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 off of the movie and turned me off of Thor to a point where I I had to wait until the Avengers came out to kind of be like, okay, Thor's kind of cool. And, yeah. And wait and because the supporting cast again. Yeah. This is something we already touched on. He needs a strong. So you uh, watch Thor, and there was no spark. It's- <laughs> weak sauce. Was- oh, it's yeah. how weak that joke was. Is the uh, most proud no, aspect. No, no, joke. no. Give us your your. Uh, what do you have any more issues with Thor? We go to the break. Just go to the break. No, I, yeah. I, I do. There's there's a few things to talk about, but we'll save it for. Uh, what if and best and worst? Exactly. All right, cool, motherfuckers. All right. Uh, so this is uh, Dark Side of the Moon, and uh, we'll see you after the break. Snow. Where's my sponsors? They took their sponsors. I know that you've all been prepared for this, but I thought I'd just remind you just the same. Can you handle that? Blondie. Game over, man. Game over. What the fuck are we going to do now? What are we going to do? Because pure evil. want to buy some uh, radio ad time uh welcome back from the break this is dark side of the moon and um so before we went to the break we were talking about tour and all the different aspects minute weak strong whatever um but like always after the break we always come back with the two segments first we come back with what if what if we were the director of uh tour what would we have changed and how we would have changed it and then afterwards we always do the best and worst and then we get the fuck out of here so beige since you're a guest of all the different aspects of tour, what was the one thing that you would have changed if you were the director? What would you have changed? The script. <laughs> you would have made the dialogue stronger. No, I would have made the dialogue stronger. I would have made it made sense. I wouldn't have tried to rush things. You gotta remember, this is the introduction to Thor. You don't have to make it. It doesn't have to be worthy and not worthy, you know, and then worthy again in the same, you know, movie. Same breath, pretty much. You know, you, you could have just, you know, spread it out a little bit. You know, you were doing another Thor movie. Just push everything you could have more battles showing him you could have showed beta bill yeah even if it was a flash like more battles more other stuff of him you know being like a, a like like a warrior him being great and understanding why people love thor in asgard and fear him you know in the realms they they fear him because he's such a great warrior done something like that and not try to rush it like oh this is thor this is you know the warriors this, this is the frost you know giants this is loki this is odin this is everything else and there you go mm-hmm. and then you're done but yeah that's what I'm i'd rather yeah <laughs> i'd rather sometimes that they'd not cover something at all than covering it wrong yeah you know that kind of way where they try to like touch upon everything and i wouldn't mind if they because knowing that you're going to make at least a trilogy and he's going to show up in other films because obviously you know they, they plan them out in stages and the i agree I, back then as well yeah i just reason. wish they, they kind of said like yeah okay so there's like some questions around this that and the other but like we'll get to it don't worry and they're not going to be the burning questions that are going to drive everyone fucking crazy yeah. it would be that touch upon it and rather than spend a little time on it and fuck it up, don't do it. Do mm. everything right. Yeah. So, yeah, I think it's a good point. Yeah. What would you have changed, Noel, if you were the director? You know, I, I 
I don't know. Like, I would have liked it to have a slightly darker tone. Like, if you look at, like, actual Norse mythology, like, the actual Vikings and mm. shit like that, and the Vikings versus the Romans and the pushbacks across Europe and stuff like that, I, I, I actually think you've introduced quite a brutal character, and I know Marvel was never going to go dark, yeah. but I don't think they necessarily had to go flamboyant. Well, they went Dark you know? World in part two, and you hated that, like, so... <laughs> yeah, well, okay. <laughs> There was so yeah, much wrong. Yeah, I know. Just, <laughs> but I just, I, I would have liked him to be introduced as more of a, you know, like, uh, like, because he's he's the Avengers Superman. He's the guy yeah, that, of course. He, he, yeah, he punches harder than 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 everyone but the Hulk, and uh, he can soar higher than anyone like Iron Man. And, you know, whatever. He's just a, literally a god, like a demigod at the very least. And um, so he's that guy that stands uh, amongst them as just the best or the the most powerful, certainly. Yeah. And um, I, I I wish they just kind of brought, brought a little bit of darkness that was behind that into it. It was it was very colourful and again uh, satirical, which I quite enjoyed when I was yeah. watching the film. But it was it was satirical. It wasn't like the last son of Krypton or you know Murder Alley or, or I, I do like the tragedy. Like even like even uh, with First Avenger with Captain America, just waking up in the world seventy years, eighty years later, and everyone you love is gone. Mm. Like that. Great, that's storytelling. That 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 compels me to the character. Um, and I don't think it had that. I don't think it had any of the gravity. Yeah. I enjoyed it, but it didn't have any gravity at all for me. Yeah. Uh, but so very enjoyable. And they got they got the Thor character got better, but I don't think it had gravity. What about you? Uh for me, I think I wouldn't have set it in modern day. If I'm gonna set it on Earth, I would have set it back in Viking times. I would have had established that Thor is the protector of Midgard and that's how you can reincorporate him into modern times. You could have at least had the you had the first shot of part two uh, and you could have it like saying or even the last shot of the first four that he says, I've been watching over Midgard for the last thousands of years looking out for any threats and dangers or whatever. And then you could have part two then where it's set in modern times where there's a new threat coming along and you can have the Dark Elves. But I think there's just so many more interesting things about Thor than what they kind of gave us. That the whole Jane Foster thing I know is very important from the source material, but it's not very uh, complex or not very interesting in terms of a story because it's like, as we talked about before, it's just damsel in distress stuff. Like, you know, I would have loved to see battle scenes, epicness, uh, Viking warriors, fucking uh, ice giants walking through Norway. And like, I know I just like, I would have probably set the whole thing in Viking times and um, and maybe just had it kind of and in modern times like he did with Captain America First Avenger or something there's ways to bring it into modern times but um, I think with the story that they had available to them there's a lot more interesting ways they could have gone with the character and in particular the setting I either would have set it up mostly in either Asgard and Jodenheim or I would have set it back in Viking time and I would have made uh, the battle scenes uh, a lot more frequent and more epic than what we got like really but you had to make it longer yeah no, just make them spend the time differently. You could keep it two hours and spend it differently, like, you know, and just have two battle scenes in it if you wanted. You know what I mean? I just think I wouldn't have spent so much of time on Earth and playing around with fucking the hammer in, in New Mexican desert or something. You know, there's just so many more cool avenues you could have gone with. Like, the scene in Jordanheim showed what it could have been like. Where, like that, I, I would have preferred if that was the finale, where they're all rushing towards him and Odin comes and saves the day and then they fight together or some shit like um, I just think that was kind of another clear case of misspent resources. There's a lot of cooler things with Thor and his love interest with Jade Foster. And, and I think, and I'm hoping Love and Thunder doesn't fall into the same traps when that comes around. 
I want uh-huh. all romance removed. But I'm yeah. Hey, I hate it. I think it's the biggest fucking trap. Um. So, uh, is there anything else you would have changed, or we go to best and worst and get the fuck out of here? Yeah, best and worst, get the fuck out of here. Yeah. So, beige out of the tour experience, what was the best thing for you overall, and what was the worst thing? The best thing was the nap I took during the movie. <laughs> you know what? Don't question. Just leave that. That's brilliant. <laughs> Love that. And then, um, the worst thing I just, just like you said, like I'm 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 really into like Nordic mythology and like Odin and Jotunheim and like you know I have the one of the wolves like chasing the sun, you know, like Ragnarok. Yeah, like Fenrir. Me. So it's for me. It's just more of a point like when you get something wrong. But then you mm. like dig yourself into it, it. That's what annoys me. So for me, it was like them not staying to like Norse mythology the way yeah. they should have. That's what irritated the shit out of me. That's, you know, yeah. So the best thing for you is the nappy took journey. And the worst thing is that they didn't stay close enough to Norse mythology. Yeah. And Fuck no- Thor is what that was. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, so, Noel, um, before we get the fuck out of here, what's your best and worst? Yeah, no, I, I, I actually think the best was I did actually, I did feel entertained through the course of that film. There's no denying that I just yeah. did, um, but I do think the worst is I, 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 I don't. That's think your best. That you felt entertained. Have you ever watched? You watch? I've watched superhero films. Kind of went, what the fuck was that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you know, the first Suicide Squad. It was just, what the fuck was that? That was yeah. nothing. That was an assembly of nonsense. Hashtag release so, the yeah. air code. <laughs> yeah but it was it, but like i mean it was it was a linear story i just wish like again to, i know i i'm kind of hearkening yeah. on, on territory to base touch on but i mean just touch your touch your mythology i i've read some uh horror comics and they're they can be dark as fuck in fact yeah. the god butcher the god yeah, butcher Gordo, mind the christian Bale, yeah, yeah. Thunder, Chris Bale's yeah, but the god butcher was absolutely fantastic story yeah. and there was another one with uh this kind of zombie Viking thing who's been sailing through the Austin for thousands of years. It was dark as hell and it was absolutely fantastic. And then you realize that's just this like all of the Norse mythology being true. It yeah. just gives you so much leverage and they never tapped into it because obviously, and it's just the Disney vacation of it, the, the Marvel vacation of it with same, same, diff, same thing now. Yeah. And uh, so I wish they'd, you know, like, I mean, I think you can, you can, you can jump into it a little bit. And I think Marvel have done, but even Guardians of the Galaxy and stuff like that, they touched into the darkness of some of the characters' past without giving us such a dark tone that you couldn't have brought your like five, six, seven year old kids to it. I think yeah. I think I think that line can be walked. This thing will give that, that woman line. a tumor, like Yeah. I gave your mother a tumor, like that's fucking mm. dark. That's fucking yeah. dark as shit. Yeah. And uh I they didn't do any of that. So I, I do think that like so, the Viking, the Viking mythology. Uh, sorry, not the mythology. The Viking actual history is mm. dark as fuck, and yeah. I would have loved to that I had used it, and I didn't. But that's it. Yeah, that's it. I really liked the movie. Um. Yeah. So yeah. So your your what you saw your best is that you're entertained and. <laughs> Man, so, if the film is shit, I'm not entertained. Yeah, but like, I say to you, pick one aspect of Thor, and you're like, it entertained me. <laughs> no. It's like, yeah, yeah. No, um, it made brain good. Is that better? Yeah, it made brain good. Everyone happy now? Yeah. Uh, my fa- right. my favorite thing about Thor um, is no one asked you. <laughs> so Vinny, um, what was your best? <laughs> 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 it's like service, Noel. <laughs> uh, 
Um, but like, yeah, my best and worst from uh, tour would be the chemistry. Uh, the best would be the chemistry between Chris Hemsworth and Tom Hiddleston. That we saw straight away that the two of them were going to be the backbone of this franchise going forward. And even Marvel saw it because it was the case going forward, you know, because part two, Loki was the set, like he became almost like an anti-hero. And then Ragnarok, he became full anti-hero and they actually became partners in crime in a lot of ways. And then like he got his full story arc then in uh, Infinity War when he got to die a hero. So like, you know, I think the, the chemistry between Chris Hemsworth and Loki and our, our sorry, Chris Hemsworth and Tom Hiddleston and Thor and Loki um, and going forward was a massive impact from Thor because Avengers, the first Avengers movie kind of banked on the relationship between Loki and Thor because Loki was the one bringing the, the Chitauri to through um, on the orders of Thanos and it was their relationship was the kind of backbone of the Avengers as well as Thor and Thor Dark World and Ragnarok and then obviously the aftermath of Loki's death and how it affected Thor in Infinity War. So I just think the two, the, the, the burgeoning relationship those two actors had and those two characters for me was probably the best thing about Thor overall and the worst thing is the, the lack of action because on the back of Iron Man 1 and Incredible Hulk and Iron Man 2 you can levy a lot of things in those three movies in terms of their stories um, but you can't say that they lacked in action the three of those movies had loads of action shit ton of action with character yeah. development with background development yeah no no, no shortage of action yeah. it's not even an argument you're allowed to have it's not yeah. even a uh, devil's advocate there yeah. simply was whether you were liked it or not as a separate but there was yeah lots of action so like I just think that like we're tour because it's such a, a massive scope that you could tell with the story they have so like zero battle scenes pretty much except for maybe one on Jodenheim if that could count as more of a skirmish but like I just think that like the scope of the character and the lack of action we had was the most disappointing thing and every time I go back and watch it and I go you had all these elements and you didn't really deploy them to their fullest potential and I just think uh, overall the lack of action, but the chemistry between his two lead uh, stars was the best thing about it and the worst thing about it for me. Um, do you have anything else to say about Thor? We get the fuck out here, fellas. It sucked. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Noel was shaking his head on a purely audio format. Fucking yeah. Motherfucker. As he shakes left. Yeah. <laughs> and, and you could have used that instead mm-hmm. of pointed it out which is what made it weird <laughs> you I could have used those non-audio cues man <laughs> <laughs> i could be just like to know it's just like he's shaking now he's shaking yeah. <laughs> he's shaking his head left to right right to left <laughs> <laughs> so your final thoughts is beige you said it sucks balls no shakes his head from left to right and right to left <laughs> I've nailed it I just think I've nailed everything today yeah. <laughs> shaking my head left to right saying I was entertained I, I, I just I brought the thunder I think that's what I'm uh, so right we get the fuck out here okay dude alright cool so this was uh, Dark Side of the Moon I'm your host Vincent Green I'm your host Noel John Tui and we got Karen Mack in the back and that was Beige Ben for Beige uh, do you want to tell the folks where they can find you and uh, what you're up to before you get out here yeah uh, you can find us on almost well Damn near every platform for podcastings, Return of the Critics, the ROC. We also have our website, uh, returnofthecritics.com. Go there, check it out. Laugh at Eli's eyebrows or Eddie being super small. You know? Millhouse doesn't exist. That's just, that's the, <laughs> he seems to be another he does, ongoing joke. He does exist. He just, you know, he's absent. He operates in the shadows. Yeah, he operates, in, he operates in the shadows, and there's pretty Rob and the gentleman Rob. So, you know, we have fun. We chill. So um, uh, well, yeah, couldn't recommend them enough. Genuinely, yeah. actually, jokes aside, 
yeah. really do fucking check out Return of the Craigs. Yeah, give them a listen because those boys are fire. And um, so, Noel, Beige, let's get the fuck out of here, right? And um, so, Beige, thanks for coming on. And we'll see you very soon. Um, hopefully, you, I might try to get you back for another episode of in this uh, Phase 1 series. Get some out. goddamn sleep, man. Yeah, go get some sleep, dude. He's <laughs> been awake for like six and a half weeks or something. Only been three days. All right, motherfuckers. See you next time. All right. Peace. All right, peace out, guys. Oh, fuck.